Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Somebody I know that also appreciates a little New York flavor with their rap. It's one Nada Edwards, the producer of Ion College Basketball Podcast, formerly an OG member of the Lockdown Hornets podcast as well. Not, are you feeling uh, feeling the music? Does that get you ready for tournament time? It doesn't get me ready for tournament time, but in terms of like walkout music for me, pretty A plus, man. Yeah, A plus. They do not pay you enough to do what you do, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fiddy, Fiddy wants you on every single hour. I would say every day, but now if you're free, when you're not producing the podcast, he's going to want to bring you on every single hour so you can continue to be his agent and try to get more money out here for producers everywhere. It's not Edwards joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. I wanted to talk about North Carolina a little bit. I know we tweeted kind of back and forth about guys that could come back, but First, I wanted to discuss the decline of the NIT invitation, right? So this is a team that looked like they were going through it all year. It did not go as expected when they were preseason number one and they created the whole Sports Illustrated cover and all of that. Uh, Nada, do you have a problem with them not accepting the NIT invitation? This is Carolina. I don't have a problem. Carolina has been about banners since I was like knee-high to a grasshopper. So if we're talking (laughs) about a program that was legitimately just talking about, we're going to win it all. We're number one. We're this, we're that. And if you do all that and don't accept an NIT invitation, I mean, I kind of get it. More importantly, the problems that we know are in that locker room and are in that basketball program aren't going to be fixed with two practices, playing guys that didn't play, and then getting run out of the gym by some team that we don't really know or care about at this point. So I'm completely fine with not competing in the NIT. I think a lot of it is kind of couched in the fact that a lot of folks really didn't want Hubert Davis here. And now that they feel a little bit emboldened by falling, by Carolina falling flat on its face. Like, I get all of that. I just don't think, like, the NIT is really that big of a deal at the end of the day. All right, so we agree on that. One thing we, we kind of disagree on, at least with what we were talking about on Twitter, I think if I was Carolina... I would welcome back R.J. Davis and Armando if they wanted to. I want Caleb Love for his own benefit to not have to undergo all the scrutiny thrown his way because of the season he had. I think it would be best for both sides there to move on from one another. You're kind of saying clean the slate, right, Nada? Why so if that is the case? Because at some point you have to get rid of everything that was Roy Williams related at some point. You have Hubert Davis has to stand on his own, too. He has to build his own program. He's got to put his own imprint on the Carolina program. More importantly, how are you, how much are you going to ask Jalen Washington to wait if Armando Baycott's there? If R.J. Davis is there, is the sole guy that comes back, I kind of understand. But at this point, like, this class, the Armando Baycott, the R.J. Davis, the Caleb Love, and we'll throw Leaky Black in there, they've retired two Hall of Fame coaches. Coach K and Roy Williams. I mean, it might be time for this to be done right now. Now the West Bryant here. And so turning the pace to the Duke Blue Devils as they enter into this tournament, 26-8, and nine-game winning streak. How strong do you feel uh, about this Duke squad and the bracket that they're in? I love that. Like, Wes, I love their matchups. I think – if they get by, again, they get by Oral Roberts and Matt Basement, 
I think they're a Final Four team. I like what they do defensively. They have multiple bigs that can move their feet on the outside in the pick and roll. Derek Lively changes a lot for this team. This team is one of those teams that can defensively tell tell the other team, okay, you're not going to play with your, your strongest asset. You're going to have to basically fight left-handed. And we'll see how many teams actually have that counterpunch. But in college basketball, I'm not sure there are that many that can actually do it. I love this team. I thought they kind of got underseeded per se, and with the tournament tournament committee essentially saying winning the ACC tournament didn't matter. I I, I, I kind of felt that they were wrong in that. They should have been a three seed instead. They're a five seed. And then you look at their star, Kyle Filipowski, ACC tournament MVP. He averaged around 20 points, shot 66% from the field. That was the best in the ACC tournament. Does this have a chance or does this give him the opportunity to really vault himself up in the eyes uh, of NBA scouts, put him high in that first round if he can have a monster tournament and lead Duke far into the tournament, if not to a championship? I think – I, honestly, Wes, I think he's top 20 no matter what he does. But a Final Four run? And I think we're talking probably in that 10 to, 10 to 13, 10 to 14, 10 to 15 range because Kyle Filipowski as a seven-footer can just do it all. He can put he can put it on the, on the floor. He can shoot it. He can defend for his position pretty well. He rebounds incredibly well for his position. I think he's going to be one of those guys that – when you see a Laurie Markkinen out in Utah, that you, you, some scout is going to say, I can turn him into that, and I can see him being a late lottery pick in this draft because, as we know, like this is a loaded draft. It's top two rotation heavy in this draft. I think, done right, Kyle Filipowski can show he can be a top two rotation guy in this draft, and, and he'll be drafted as such. NC State taking on Creighton. NC State sitting there at that 11 seed. How dangerous is this Wolfpack team, and how far can you see them going? I like them. Like, I like them against. I, I kind of think there are two. I think they're a Sweet Sixteen team. Mm. I, I love DJ Burns. I don't think that Creighton. I'll be honest. Creighton's a little bit overseeded for me. I think when we talk about teams that can do some things, I like Darquell Joyner. I love Terquavion Smith. Well, the Turquavion Smith that actually hits shots, the non-Turquavion that doesn't hit shots, cannot isn't very useful as a player. But in terms of what they are, that that NC State team can be a Sweet 16 team. I don't think they're going to get to the Elite Eight. Not they're not an Elite Eight Final Four team, but I think they can make some noise, and I think they can cause a, 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 a set off a grenade or two in your bracket if you don't pick them. Nada Edwards of the Ion College Basketball Podcast produces for him, joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. All right, Nada, I need you to call me out of my ACC bias, if indeed necessary. My, I, like, I don't have Miami beating Houston in, in that bracket, but I do have them moving on in a potential matchup with Indiana. Now, I know we have um, an uncertainty about the status of Ormir, but I just like the guard. So let me let me pose it to you this way. Is it ACC bias that has me Miami uh, going for them in the Sweet 16, or is it legitimate faith in their guards, and rightfully so? I actually, for once, I wanted to call you an uncultured savage on this one. Right. I can't. Like, I love the matchup from Miami. I think that if Norchad O'Meara is going to be healthy, 
This is a Final Four team. This is a team that can win their bracket from the five spot. I don't. I'm not as enamored with Houston as everybody else. I know the metric. I know the analytics love them. I know the metrics love them. But if Marcus Sasser isn't healthy, I think Nigel Pack and Isaiah Wong and Omir and Justin Miller. I think those guys are going to be good enough to at least get you to the Elite Eight, if not the Final Four. I don't think it's ACC bias there. If we want to talk about ACC bias and some other teams that may not make it as far as we think, I think we might have to look at the good folks in uh, Charlottesville. Well, is it the strength of schedule thing for Houston, Nada, that has you a little bit more out on Houston? No, it's not a strength of schedule thing. I think they're good. I just think that what Miami provides them, what is specifically matchup, like what Miami provides them is one of those things where I think they can just go shot for shot with a team like Houston if Omir is healthy. And I love Jarris Walker and everybody else in Houston, but it's just if Sasser's not healthy, I don't think we're getting the team that we seem to think that everybody's going to get from Houston. And that's why I kind of am worried about them coming out of the bracket. And then, Nada, going back to the Blue Devils, besides uh, Kyle Filipowski, who do you think is the player that will be most – responsible for helping them uh, go on a championship run? Tyrese Proctor. Tyrese Proctor. Um, I think with him, it's a game-by-game. It's either feast or fan with him. But the baseline for a guy like Tyrese Proctor, especially when we see he had a really, 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 really strong ACC tournament, I think he's the guy. If he can provide just enough point guard play to make sure that Jeremy Roach plays off ball and provides a defensive capabilities that he has i think he's the guy that swings this to where whether or not they win an ncaa championship or even go to the final four i think tyrese proctor who also has some stuff to prove in terms of being an nba point guard and proving that he is indeed a first round selection i think he's the guy that works perfectly because he doesn't want to be the next trevor trevor keels where had a decent run and then ends up on a two-way with the knicks drafted in the 40s so I think it's got to be a Tyrese Proctor. Producer of the Ion College Basketball Pod, Nada Edwards, joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Um, I think I saw you tweet this. You like Alabama's draw here, right? Is the number one overall seed? I like them to get to the uh, – of all the one seeds, I love Alabama's draw. I think Alabama plays the game to, sort of like in an NBA fashion and plays it that no other team can really play it or can play it against them until they get to that Elite Eight, Final Four type level. I think Arizona may give them a hint of trouble if they get that far. But if you're telling me it's Baylor that they see, or even an NC State if they get that far, I'm not sure I see too much opposition in Alabama's way. It's just a matter of them making shots. And they've done it more often than not at this point. All right, I've been giving you a couple of either-or questions. This one's going to be no different. We've talked about NC State or Quavion Smith. We've talked about Duke and Kyle Filipowski. On the Lockdown Hornets pod, not you may have heard of it, we were talking about some of the later ACC prospects that Charlotte could be selecting in the first round. Well, a couple mocks. They had one going with Terquavion. They had one going with Kyle Filipowski. So if you are Mitch Kupchak, which selection do you like more? Which one are you making if both of those guys are on the table and you have to choose one? It's Filipowski. If, if Filipowski drops to that Denver pick, you absolutely draft him. I like Terquavion Smith. I think the Hornets, if they're not drafting Victor, 
are probably drafting a wing there. You're probably going to get a Filipowski. Like, Filipowski provides so many different things. He's like if Frank Kaminsky was actually going to be a good NBA player. <laughs> That's how much I believe in Kyle Filipowski. So it's got to be Filipowski for me. I think he, pro- he would provide at least that nice little switch between 4-5 and maybe pushes a JT Thor either to be better or to be off the roster by this summer. All right, last one for me. Just uh, let's open up the field a little bit more as far as the draft prospects are concerned. We just talked about Jarris Walker. Uh, Keontae George at a Baylor is someone interesting to watch. Is it one of those guys that you think people should be paying attention to if they're a Charlotte Hornets fan? Is there somebody else? Who are the prospects that come to mind? Keontae George is actually the first one that comes to mind for me. I mean, he is Bradley Beal Redux but he plays a little bit better defense. He cares a little bit more about the little things on the, on the floor. And obviously, son of Devin George, so he has a little bit of the NBA nuance down pat. Nick Smith Jr. and Anthony Black out of um, Arkansas are another set of players that I would highly per, highly just pay attention to because both of those guys are going to be lottery guys. Nick Smith obviously has the issues with the knees, but more importantly, he can fill it up. And he looks like he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be didn't do much, didn't do too, too much in, in college, but will explode on the NBA scene because his game is pro ready. Anthony Black might be the next Tyrese Halliburton where we sleep on him and he ends up being this awesome NBA point guard that ends up being a nice running mate to LaMelo if the Horns obviously do not win, do not get the number one pick. And then one more guy, ironically, from Illinois, Terrence Shannon a very, very dynamite scoring wing out play, playing for Illinois. So basically I'm telling Hornets fans, watch the 8-9 game between Arkansas and Illinois. What, maybe you get a player from that. Maybe it gives you a little bit more excitement about this draft outside of Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Anderson at this point. Great stuff from Nada Edwards. I expected no different from the producer of the Ion College Basketball Pod. They're doing big things. He left Locked On Hornets for a reason. They're on TV now. That's what Nada is doing. He's a TV star alongside Matt Norlander and Gary Parrish. But I'm glad we brought him back to radio for a little bit. And remember, the advice that Nada always provides is that it can always get worse. That is the advice that Nada provided to me and every other Charlotte Hornet fan out there. Nada, we appreciate it, man. Thanks again. Like Walker, you can't be talking too nice about me because I might think things will actually end up right and I might start feeling too good about myself. And who knows what happens? <laughs> well, you'll just call me an uncultured savage again. You're just going to find ways to insult me. That's okay. But that's, you know what? Despite that, You're I'll right, still bring you up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Not Edwards, man. Seriously, do go check out the Ion College Basketball Pod. They're doing great stuff. 